again, beautiful and amazing listeners. Welcome back to another week of Wishing You Wellness here on Anchor slash Spotify and hopefully Apple Music soon, hopefully. I hope that you guys are having an amazing week filled with love and happiness and sunshine and hopefully not sandstorms because here in Death Valley where I live right now, we've had like three sandstorms in two days and one was so bad that like we were losing the power and Wi-Fi. You couldn't see in front of you. It's stuff out of a movie. It literally looks like some type of a zombie apocalypse. I was just walking around on the patio, serving some drinks, serving some food. And we look over and you see this wall of smoke. It looks like something seriously biblical. It did, like I'm saying it and it sounds dramatic. But until you have seen a sandstorm at the lowest point of the U.S., which is us, we're like 30 minutes from Badwater Basin, which is the lowest point, you haven't seen nothing. That said, this is my shameless plug to you, and I'm not even trying to sell anything. That's the thing. I just want to tell you to get your ass to Death Valley at some point in your life. It doesn't have to be now. It can be when you're retired. There's great golf out here, so if you want to wait till you're retired, that is cool. But just at some point in your life, before you kick the can before you bite the dust, come out to Death Valley. There's just like this magical energy out here. Like even when I'm stressed out and I'm working too much and I have some stuff to complain about, I still feel very aligned when I step outside and just realize how small I am because the badlands out here are huge and go on for miles and miles. And there's these beautiful beautiful sunsets like watercolor sunsets that happen right over the mountains Panamint Mountain I could literally talk about it all day I have really fallen in love with it out here although I'm only here seasonally I'm still so so happy that I did come out here and I know that I'll be back in some capacity at another point in my life Um, because there's just something really really special about the desert to me I will, however, definitely be out of here before the worst of the summer temps hit because boom, 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 it can hit 135 degrees out here. And as we were making the decision to come out here for a little while to see what it's all about, we severely underestimated what heat felt like in the desert. And during our first month or two here, I think the first two months or so here, it was, you know, pretty chilly because it was the end of November, December, and January. But now that we're reaching February and it's about to be March, it's hitting like 90s already. And 90 here versus 90 in St. Louis, Missouri, the area I'm from, oh, it's different. I mean, I like that there's not, you don't feel as sticky, which is nice, but the heat is just powerful. The sun out here is powerful which i'm sure some of you are like duh allison it's a freaking desert what did you think you signed up for what were you expecting guys i'm very idealistic thing to note about me one of my biggest downfalls is i can be a little bit too idealistic sometimes so yeah i mean i could sit here and talk about death valley and what i love about it all day but that is not the topic of today's episode so That's not what we're going to get into. We'll save that for another day. We'll save that for like a story time episode. 
today's episode is going to be about bu- 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 I keep doing that today all the drum rolls maybe I should get like a snare drum in my room put it up next to my podcast mic that I'm gonna use and yeah just bust it out <laughs> today's episode is about karma good karma bad karma how to create karma why you should care about karma all things karma and I'm gonna start it off today with a story about my first kind of realization that karma is always right even if you don't hear her or see her lady karma is always watching and always keeping track she doesn't miss a mark so when we make the conscious decision to be intentional and to intentionally create good karma, we are setting ourselves up to manifest so much goodness because, as I said, Lady Karma is watching. She is making a list, checking it twice like Santa Claus. She doesn't miss a dot. It's a comfort knowing that even if you do something really good and don't feel like instant gratification and like it was instantly paid back to you, that's okay because you know and I know and we all know that it's coming. Karma will always come. It'll always come through. So I promised to start today's episode off with a story, a recollection. Um, It's one of my favorites, actually. This is a story that I've been telling a lot of people I've been meeting out here in Death Valley because it really was one of those moments that just felt really important to my life plot, like the story of my life, the manuscript that is the life of Alison Toth. It felt like a relevant footnote, and so I'm going to share it today with you guys because as silly and small as it is, it does really much tie into this concept that I want to get into today, which is How can we create more good karma? And how can we learn to create good karma in a way where it becomes autopilot to us? To where we're not doing good things so good will come back to us, but instead, we're giving selflessly. I always have to say that slowly, selflessly. Because the moments in my life where I've been the most selfless and the moments I've really just been focused on the feeling of giving have been some of the most plentiful and rewarding moments of my entire life because it really is such a good feeling to make other people feel good. And when we all vibrate at that frequency, when we all come together and want what's best for each other, hello, we are creating such a great environment. I mean, who wouldn't want to exist in a place where all of the People, all of the citizens, are trying to help each other and trying to be kind to each other and trying to put out positivity and light and good. The world's gotten cynical. I mean, it's always been cynical, but with the rise of social media, with the rise of us feeling like we have to compare our lives to these highlight reels, it's gotten a little cynical. Yeah, it's the best way to put it. I wish there was a better way. There's not. And it's not like we can eradicate cynicism. Is that what it's called? The act of being cynical, the concept? Is it cynicism? I'm guessing and I'm hoping I'm not wrong because how awkward. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, 
we just can't. We can't wake up one day and have all of the negativity in the world go away. That's unrealistic. But I do think that if we each do our part to generate more positivity, generate more good karma, the world's just going to be a much more pleasant place to live. All right, anyway, so let's get into today's topic. But first, I got sidetracked. Let's get the story out of the way. We'll set the scene a little bit. At the time, I'm living in St. Louis, Missouri. I had just graduated college. I was kind of down on my luck, going through my addiction, hadn't really started my recovery journey yet, just kind of feeling pretty bummed out and cynical about life. Um, I was kind of being a hermit at this time and staying home like most of the time. But my friend invited me to go to this show and she said, hey, you know, you're always playing Walk the Moon in your car. Want to go see Walk the Moon? You want to do that? And I was like, ah, I have a whole schedule planned out of just feeling sorry for myself tonight. But you know what? I'll push that back to tomorrow. Let's do this. No, because seriously, I was I was at that point where you're just drowning in your self-pity. You're not ready to get better yet. You kind of just want to feel bad for yourself. And it, it's human and it's okay to get to that point. But don't stay there. Don't live there. You know, feel that. Feel rock bottom. And then start climbing up. Don't just make a home at rock bottom. Anyway. So I say yes. I say, you know, let's go check out this show. Let's let's go. And we head there um, super, super early the day of the concert. I think it started at 7. We were there at like 4. Because I really, really, really wanted to be in the front row. When I go to any show, it doesn't matter if I'm your number one fan, like a Coldplay show. And it doesn't matter if I've never heard of you, like a whatever show that I haven't heard of doesn't matter what the type of music is. It doesn't matter who's performing. I want to be in the very front because that's where the action is. I love that feeling of just like you, all you see is the performers and like you turn around, it's just a sea of people with their hands up, celebrating, loving the music. Oh, concerts are one of my happy places. They're one of the places that I go in my head during like a 14 hour workday when I'm super miserable. I just... I turned that on in my head, my next show. So we arrived there early enough that we could secure the front row, and we did. And we actually got super fortunate because not only did the front row lead to that, but it led to us making these super awesome girlfriends. And so as the show is starting, you know, I'm really, really excited because I, guys, I love Walk the Moon. Okay, if you've only heard the song Shut Up and Dance With Me, you don't get to make a comment because so many of my friends are like, oh, I hate that song. No, listen to their other stuff, okay? Listen to, you know, I'll drop like a link. Maybe I'll link a Walk the Moon playlist to this. How cheesy and dope would that be? (laughs) But yeah, I really, really love Walk the Moon. I think they are such an uplifting and inspiring group because they just put so much positivity out. They have so many songs with the concept of, yeah, that's right. It's me. Yeah, girl. (laughs) You know, like those songs that make you feel yourself. Those songs you drive to on a hot summer day with your window down and your sunglasses on. Feeling like you're in a flippin' movie. Walk the Moon has produced a lot of what I like to call life anthems. Like those songs that you drive to with your windows down on a hot summer day. You got your sunglasses on. You're in a flippin' movie. Nobody can tell you anything. Nothing. 
but they write a bunch of songs that just feel good to sing after a bad day or before a good one. And I just, I love their positive music. So I was super, super stoked. My friend Evie and I are there. We're in the front row and we meet this group of girls behind us and we're fans. Me and Evie are Walk the Moon fans, but these girls are like super fans. We turn around, start talking to them. They've been to a bunch of shows. Like they've seen Walk the Moon a few times. I was like, oh, that is so cool. Where are you guys from? And they had just moved from Tennessee to St. Louis. They were new to the area. And I was like, wow, cool. New friends. We all love Walk the Moon. That's sick. And so we listen to the concert. We have the time of our lives. Me and all of these girls, we are just dancing our hearts out, singing our hearts out. The lead singer is like pointing at us because we're so close. It is like one of the most high vibe shows I've ever been to. There's just so much energy in the atmosphere and it is just magnificent. I'm on cloud nine. And you guys are probably like, when is this going to have to do with karma, Allison? We're almost there. We are almost there. So after three amazing hours of musical experience, it's at that point in the show where the guitarists like throw their picks at the audience. And so you know where this is going. The guitarist throws his pick at me and I catch it. And I'm like super pumped and I'm stoked. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have his guitar pick. Because when you're a concert girl, like that's it. You've made it. That's like a little kid who loves baseball catching their favorite player's foul ball. It's the same thing. And so for me to be holding that guitar pick in my hand, I was like, wow, thank you, universe. And then I look to my right and my girl, Caitlin, the girl I just met, this beautiful soul who loves Walk the Moon more than anything is looking at me. And I'm like, why the, why the hell would I keep this? And I hand it right to her because I want to see her smile. I want to see her excited and hyped up. I want to see her night made. It felt so much better to me when I saw her expression, when I gave her the pick, like that excitement I saw from her felt so much better than my own excitement from getting it because it's like, oh, yay. Like I helped her feel good for a sec. Like that's awesome. And th that's the generating good karma thing, right? And so here's where the story has its point. Not even 20 seconds after I hand her the guitar pick, the lead singer is like, all right, who wants the set list? Like the set list that they were using on stage reading off of. And there's just one of them. And he's like looking out, everyone's raising their hands. He's like, who wants it? And he walks around and literally makes eye contact with me, points at me. All the girls are like trying to take it. He's like, no, no, hands it directly to me. And I'm like, sheesh. I was so stoked. I was like, are you kidding me? Like the universe is letting me have the set list of my favorite, one of my favorite bands. I'm not a super fan, but I am a mega fan. I'll say that. Not a super fan, but a mega fan. The universe is letting me have the set list. And I had the opportunity to like hook my friend up with the guitar pick. And I know these things sound so small and a little bit silly, but the point here is I let go of something tiny and the universe rewarded me with something else. I put out positivity and good energy and it came directly back to me 20 seconds, like 22 seconds later is probably what a stopwatch would tell you. It was that quick. And so what I realized that night as I was driving home was I had been spending so much time focused on receiving what the universe could give me 
at what people could bring to the table for my life. And I had been totally neglecting to find small ways to make other people's days and to find small ways to create good karma. I had been totally just living for myself, I felt like, because that little act of kindness, that giving the guitar pick, sent like a shock to my system. I was like, whoa, it feels so good to do nice things for people, even small things. I should do a lot more of that. And I'm not saying I wasn't doing kind things for my friends. I was, but I wasn't doing it intentionally and I wasn't making it like a policy or like something that I really fully believe in and commit to and subscribe to. We can receive and receiving is awesome. And I think a lot of people, especially women, we struggle with being able to receive freely because we feel guilty you know, we feel shame, we just feel, we feel bad about receiving. But I think it's a balancing game because we need to be able to receive and, you know, receive graciously and let other people fill up our cups. But we also need to be giving. We also need to be selfless and kind and doing small things that we know make such a difference in the lives of others. Giving and receiving, in my opinion, sort of go as a pair. They work in tandem because the more I receive, the more I want to give back, the more I want to put out. And the more that I put out and give, the more that seems to just find its way back to me. So it is a really awesome cycle where goodness becomes goodness becomes goodness. But I think it's also important for us to keep in mind that that goes both ways, right? So that goes with negativity too. When we put out bad, when we put out negative, when we put out uncertainty, they'll come back to us because it's all one big loop. Think of it as like this diagram in your head where there's an arrow at the top and it's going down and around and then there's an arrow at the bottom that's going up and around and it's all a big cycle. Keeps going. And it is in some ways a double-edged sword because that system, that model works for us when we're putting out positivity because of course we want positivity to come back around. But when we're putting out that negativity, then the system doesn't work for us so much because it is bringing that negativity right back to us and we don't like it because then we feel scorned. Where is this hate coming from? Where is this bad negative coming from? And then we put out more of it And then it comes back to us. And I don't know if you've ever been trapped in a cycle like this, but I have. I have been trapped in a few cycles like that. In a situation where maybe I'm not happy in my career or I'm not happy in my relationship or I'm not happy in a friendship and instead of changing things, I complain. And I put that negativity into the world. Oh, woe is me, this. And then that negativity goes out into the universe. And then it comes back to me. And then I feel even worse. I don't know about you guys, but when I complain, sometimes it feels okay. Like if I'm just getting something off my chest, like, oh, what a tough day. But when I sit and compulsively just nitpick parts of my life or just complain about these things till I'm blue in the face, I feel terrible after. Do you guys feel good after you complain? I mean, maybe you do. Maybe it's like a good release for you. But I feel like for me, 
after I complain for a long time, I feel a bit anxious when I go home that night and I'm like, oh, I just, I feel a bit on edge, you know? And I really do think it's because the universe can pick up on our vibrations. It can tell when you're putting out negativity, when you're putting out hate, when you're putting out insecurity. It knows. It can, it can feel that. And it's going to react the same way. It's going to follow that cyclical pattern, that cycle. We'll just keep repeating it until we want to break it. So that's what I want to talk about next is breaking the cycle of negative thinking, breaking the cycle of putting out bad karma, and replacing it with the good, which I think the best way to do that is not so much focusing on stopping the bad, but instead starting on the good. Put more good out, create more good, and good things are going to come along. And this is one of those journeys where you really just have to take the first step because once you start to create good karma intentionally, once you start to like put actual energy and time and focus into that, Things are going to change quick for you in a good way. You are going to be hooked. You are going to be fiending for good karma because it is. It's it's like an addictive substance. Like once you start feeling that warm feeling inside of you for making someone else's day or for making them happy, you're going to want to keep doing it because it really is a benefit to you too. Like I feel like I reap the benefits of giving to people as much as they do because it makes me feel good about myself. It makes me feel like, hey, I'm able to help people. I feel, you know, that feels like I have some purpose when I do that. And I'm not saying my purpose is related to what I can do to others because that's the opposite of true, right? We stand alone and we have our own purpose. But I do think that a greater purpose and one that we all share is humanity, is helping each other, is being one with the earth and each other. So I want to challenge you guys to something this week. I want you to get a piece of paper, get a notebook, and I want you to write one thing that you think you could do, big or small, for one person. Get someone in mind. This can be like your partner. This can be someone you barely know. This can be a stranger if you want to go that route. And just write down something you want to do for them. Do you want to pay for their Starbucks in line? Do you want to give a really sincere compliment about how someone's outfit is the best outfit you've ever seen? Do you want to donate some money to a cause? Do you want to, what do you want to do to help someone? And then after you do it, I want you to come back to that same journal page. And I want you to write me. 10 sentences. Actually, write however many you want. I'm not a teacher. Sorry. (laughs) My mom's a teacher and I'm like trying to fight my DNA right now. My biology is like, give them homework. No, not doing that. But yeah, you're just going to take that paper that you wrote on before and you are going to kind of summarize how it felt. How did it feel after you did that? What emotions were you feeling? Did you feel happy? Did you feel joyful? Did you feel excited? How did you feel when you did that good for that person? How did their reaction feel to you? And then if you're wanting to participate in my optional homework, (laughs) my optional homework, then you're going to write another little blurb. And in this part, I want you to talk about how it would feel if you did this every week or every day, even once a day. If you made a point to stop and make someone else feel good, how would that reflect in your life? How do you think that would 
change things for you? What would that look like? Because I do think that there's so much focus in today's world on receiving. We are constantly hit with this like nation of self-care. Put yourself first. It's what you bring to the table. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm all behind that because I'm a huge advocate for self-advocacy and for taking care of yourself and standing up for yourself. But in the big picture, the only thing we can do to like stay connected as humans is to stay connected as humans. If we're all on these individual journeys all about ourselves, we're missing the point. You and I were not put on this earth simply to follow our own path. No matter what anyone tells you, your purpose includes other humans. Even if it's only a few, even if you have your chosen four humans that you love and that's it, your path is supposed to be intertwined with theirs. We're social, social beings. So I think that in a world that sells us serving ourselves as the only way to feel happiness, it can be awesome to challenge that belief because seriously, you guys, giving to others and serving others can be just as rewarding to you as it is to them. It feels so good to make people you care about and even people you don't know feel good. It feels awesome. There's nothing else that can match that type of feeling. It's its own special feeling. It's all a balancing act. And the thing is, you can have it all, all right? Like, I'm, I'm breaking the wall down here. <laughs> I'm about to speak some truth into you. You can have it all. You can take care of yourself, prioritize yourself, and still give back to others and still make others feel good and still create good karma that will come back to you. And you guys, listen, when I'm telling you to go out and implement this and try once a week or once a day or whatever to create good karma, please do not go spend all of your money. Please do not pay it forward in Starbucks every time you go and go broke. Unless you have the means, then I guess go ahead. But what I'm telling you is to find intentional ways that make sense to you and that feel good to you and help others with those. It can be as simple as running in front of someone, grabbing the door for them and saying, have a really awesome day. Or maybe you're at the library and you see a sweet old woman by herself just looking at a book and you say, tell me about this author. Have you read any of her work before? You're starting a conversation. Because kindness doesn't have to be this crazy concept and you don't even have to give necessarily. Kindness is giving someone a good feeling your attention, your time of day. And sometimes that is money, but not always. There are so many other ways to make people feel good. And what's great is there's a whole wide world out there for us to discover those things. But like I said earlier, I promise you once you start to implement the creation of good karma into your life, it will be seamless. It will become kind of second nature. Because it feels good and you want to keep doing it. That's what brings us back to certain habits. They feel good. So we want to repeat them. And giving back and doing good, it does feel good. We just have to become intentional. Because we do live in a world that is so egocentric. It's so me, 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 me. And I get sucked up in it all the time. But when we step back, when we really step back, that's when we see the big picture. Thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode. I am so thankful to be here on this journey with you guys. 
It is super amazing that a few of you have listened to all of the episodes. You make me feel super awesome. So thank you. That is your good karma for the day. Listening to this episode made my heart light up. So thank you. (laughs) And yeah, I'm going to drop two things in the comments below. I'm going to drop the Instagram as always. Give us a follow. Give us a DM if you have something you'd like me to talk about or any questions. And then I'm also going to drop, as I said I would, a playlist of my favorite Walk the Moon songs. So if you give it a listen, please DM me on Instagram because I w- it would make my day if somebody actually listened to it. I did a little poll, like a little quiz on Instagram, on the Wishing You Wellness Instagram the other day, and it was different types of non-traditional love languages. And guys, mine is totally making people playlists. If I've ever been in love with you, or if you've ever been one of my closest friends, or if we have ever gone on a trip together, I've probably made you a playlist. Because that's the way I know how to show love. That's the, <laughs> that's the most natural instinct for me in terms of showing people I care about them. That or giving people crystals. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in again and letting me accompany you on your ride to work in the car or at your workout or in your bedroom, wherever you're listening to this. Thank you so much for streaming and I'll see you next week on Wishing You Wellness.